Nathan, how much was your first uh, wholesale deal, bro? Uh, 11,000. 11G. And what lease source did it come from? Facebook. Facebook. Boom. You guys, welcome to the family. What up, Wholesale to Million family? We're bringing you guys back with another subscriber first wholesale deal interview. I'm going to have Nathan share with you guys his stories, how he closed his first wholesale deal for 11G. Also, too, if you're new to the channel, then boom, smash the subscribe button. Um, you recently closed your first wholesale deal. Please shoot me an email over to wholesale to millions, wholesale to millions at gmail.com. Show me the money, which means show me the checks to let me know that you're legit. I would love to bring you onto the channel so you can share your stories to the whole entire family. Um, you guys, throughout this interview, if it, if it add any value to you, if you find any value, if you find any nuggets, please show my guests some love. Boom, smash the thumbs up, comment below, and let me know what is the one takeaway you got from this episode. And I hope you, uh, you enjoy it. Before I let Nathan take over, I do want to let those of you that don't know, I'm running a 2K web class happening on October 26th. I'm taking on exclusively 20 people that's ready, committed to take their life, their business to the next level. Because on that day, I'm going to share with you all the tools, all the systems, all the strategies, our whole entire business blueprint right now just for you to copy and duplicate. It does cost $2,000 per person or per couple. So maybe you have a business partner. Uh, but if you're ready, shoot an email over to wholesale2millions at gmail.com. We're going to spend a whole entire day together. Um, I hope you dissect your business. I hope you, if you want to go into a new, um, a new market, I hope you, I'll help you find a new market to go in. I'll analyze any deals you're currently working on, but I'll share with you all of our system, all the tools, all the companies, everything that we're currently using right now, all right, to systemize and scale our business. I'm going to share that all with you. So hopefully that day will be the missing link um, to your puzzle. So anyways, you guys, put your hand, put your thumbs together and help me welcome and bring on Nathan the man. What's up, bro? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Dude, you're at a job site and you're doing this interview, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, that's what I'm actually trying to get away from and do uh, do real estate whole time. That's what, you, uh, that's right, man. Right now you got to do what you got to do, right? Right, right. So Nathan, bro. Dude, I'm going to let you take over, man. Everybody wants to know your story, dude. Give me the whole dirt, dude. Okay. Uh, well, I'm born and raised in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, I bet I mainly got into wholesale, basically driving in the truck, listening to the radio. Uh, I've been in, I actually been into, I've been in the trucking business for, since 2008. Uh I actually, I actually was a manager over a uh, Fortune 500 company that was in 71 different countries. Uh, I actually was the manager for about three months. Uh, left that job to go out and seek my own business, which was in trucking. And uh, my truck actually, my equipment actually went down, and uh, it kind of just forced me to get on YouTube and uh, start looking into uh, real estate. I had so much time on my hand while my truck was getting repaired. Uh, I actually ran across, uh, an interview on the breakfast club one morning and I believe the guy's name was Mark Witten. Yeah. He kind of, he kind of was selling a course and, uh, it was like $14. So I said, I, I'll take a look into it. Uh, it kind of sparked my interest, ran into the flip man, ran into his channel 
And then for some reason, his channel led me to your channel. And it was just a domino effect. Uh, I, after, after I watched you, I ran into I ran into T-Rob and Max Maxwell, just a whole bunch of you guys. And uh, I just I just was hooked from that point on. Nathan, uh, dude, bro, uh, I'm sorry uh, to interrupt, but you got to let me know, bro. Be honest. Who do you like best, bro? I mean, <laughs> all I'm going to say is, uh, come on, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> dude, thank you so much, dude. Okay. Go on, bro. But, uh, yeah, I get, I mean, I think when you get to a certain point in this, uh, in this business, in uh, the wholesale business, uh, you get to a point to where some of the information is kind of, it's kind of like you kind of graduated from that point. So, I would say, like, mainly you and T-Rob, like, mainly you're on the uh, cold calling side of everything. Um, I mean, you, you kind of simplify it to where, in fact, to where if you're on the phone and you're messing up, all you can kind of do is hear your voice saying, come on, bro. Come on, Get it bro. together. <laughs> uh, and with the T-Rob situation, man, when you go to an appointment, it's like you kind of just have him, you kind of vision him right, right behind you, you know, saying, hey, man, you were supposed to lock that deal up. Gotcha, man. So, so Nathan, so, so when did you actually discover wholesaling? Uh, I discovered wholesale uh, June of 2018. Dang, bro. Okay. June of 20, June of 2018, you discovered Mm -hmm. wholesaling and what, when, well, when did you close your first deal? Uh, October 1st, 2019. October 1st. Dang, bro. That's over a year. So when you discover wholesaling, do you t- do you take action at all, or, or 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 what's going on? Well, I was I was basically over the road for his uh, driving. Um, so a lot of it was kind. Of, I was kind of in my own way. I was a little inconsistent. I was kind of treating it as a as a hobby more than actually trying to prosper in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I noticed when I started to be more consistent and uh. And actually, and actually getting serious about it, that's when I started to notice that, you know, I could actually close a deal. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. So, wow, bro. That, uh, okay. So, um, your full-time job right now, um, Nathan, uh, what's the hour like? Uh, I get up. Well, I I pretty much set my own time. I'm self-employed. But, the time that I had to get up because I travel in between New Orleans and Baton Rouge, which is about an hour apart. So I had to kind of beat the traffic. So I had to get up at two 30 in the morning. Whew. And I, I would say I end my day about do the, do the traffic. <laughs> I end my day about two thirty three o'clock. Wait, man. So two 30 in the morning, you got to wake up and when, and when do you end it? Uh, about, uh, about three o'clock that evening. Dude, I used to remember, bro, waking up at five o'clock in the morning. All right, dude, and going to work, and my coworker will be like, "Man, Kong, don't worry, man. One day you get used to this." I said, "Come on, man, shit. How can you use? How can you get used to this, man?" And I, dude, every single day, Nathan, I was driving the same road, going through the same place, and I was like, "Man." 
dude, I listened to the same channel and I said, God, when am I going to stop driving the same damn road? <laughs> right? right? When is my life going to change where I drive somewhere else? But uh, I feel you, man. I feel you. And how long have you been uh, doing the whole, uh, the self-employed? Uh, I've been self-employed. I've been self-employed since, uh, since uh, June of uh, 2017. Okay, June of 2017, man. Okay. Hey, uh, Nathan, do my sharing with us, man. So, how's the business doing, bro? I mean, it's fine. Uh, it's just inconsistent sometimes. I haul loads off of the Port of New Orleans. Uh, so, if we if we have uh, basically a freight war with China or something like that, I mean, the business gets kind of slow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so... Now, do, do, do you do six days a week, five days a week, seven days a week? What's going on, man? Uh, I mean, I'm in a unique situation. The reason why I kind of I chose this route, uh, I mean, I pretty much set my own schedule. I mean, I can, I can get up whenever I want. I, I mean, I don't have to get up that early, but it's just more productive for my day. Um, I mean, I, I, mainly, I mainly work whenever I want to, but traditionally, I work, five, I work Monday through Friday. Gotcha, man. Now, Nathan, how many hours were you? How many hours were you putting out? Uh, were you putting out uh, in whole in learning uh, to wholesale, bro? Ah, uh, just learning, actually, actually learning everything. I'm I mean, learning, doing, learning, doing the whole thing, man. Uh man, when I when I really got serious about it, like I see watching your content and a lot of the other guys that's out there. Man, I, sometimes I'm glued to the computer screen for about, no, no lie, probably about eight hours, just consistently. Gotcha. So, Nathan, dude, so October, or I'm sorry, June of 2018, you discovered wholesaling. I, now I want to know, man, is when did you actually get serious? When did you actually get serious and actually putting in serious amount of hours? Well, I got serious mainly when, like I said, when, when, when my truck went down. It, it was sort of like I didn't have anything coming in. I mean, I had I had money put up for in case something happened, but even that money started to run out. I mean, I was in the verge of losing everything, but wait. Uh, so then I said to myself, I got the time, so why not just put it into this? Because I, I actually seen the results. I actually had guys around me that was closing deals and inspiring me to do things uh, like like a guy I worked with out of out of Houston, uh, my partner JJ Simmons, uh, he was telling me all the time he was on me. It's like I I, I advise anybody get your accountability uh, partner too, because uh, he was in my ear constantly. I had another guy that I talked to uh, that I actually reached out first when I first learned about wholesale because I I believe that you either gonna learn through pain or people. So I was just basically trying to create shortcuts for myself to learn the business even even better, but. When you got guys like that in your ear, uh, I mean, it, it basically just holds you accountable for what you should be doing. Uh, so, when, like I said, when I was on the verge of kind of just losing everything, I mean, man, I tell you, the repo man was looking for me. <laughs> I, I mean, I was, I had, uh, I had all kind of letters coming in saying I need to pay this and pay that. So that's when I realized, like, hey, I got to do something. So that's when I just started just really getting just buckling down on it and actually getting serious about it like when like when uh i would say it took 
I mean, exactly when the truck went down in June, that's when I said I just had it. I started to clamp down on it. I always came close to closing deals. I mean, if I if if I told you some of the stories, you probably wouldn't even believe it. Uh, my actual first deal was supposed to be a lease option deal. Um, the guy wanted to move back to Spain. I actually moved the uh, I actually moved the tenant into the property. She was it was she fully furnished it and everything, and then uh, something came back that him and his wife had uh, put a restraining order on each other, and the restraining order was a lien on the property, so he couldn't sell it to her outright. So I had to back out of the, the deal altogether. Oh, so that would have been officially my first deal. <laughs> gotcha, man. Okay, man. So, dude, in June of 2018, Nathan, you really got serious and going at it, but did, so it took you over a year. To, yeah. Over, oh, man, dude. And you kept at it. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, like like I said, I had I just had a good support cast around me to uh to just basically tell me just keep going. I mean it was I, I mean I'm not gonna lie, it was times that I was like, man, I, am I doing something wrong? I kind of questioned the process, but I kind of knew I kind of knew that I was very inconsistent about it too. I wasn't rapidly at it every day, so I had to just be honest with myself. Uh, but once, like I said, once I really got serious about it and and actually was contacting people, getting on the phone, uh, sending out mail or, or, or doing some kind of ad campaign, that's when I realized that I could actually close. I mean, I just had to just keep going at it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, the, you guys, the one thing that Nathan point out that's very important, for those of you who are starting out, listen, man, this journey, it ain't going to be easy. It's, dude, it's going to be rough. So you need to surround yourself with people that are supportive. Like, listen, if you cannot self-motivate yourself, listen to me. You have to be able to self-motivate yourself, all right? Nobody can push you to do something you don't want to do. So you must make a decision that you want to change and you must stay committed. But what's going to help you along the way is that not negative activities. So surround yourself with people that are supportive, right? That are on these, that are like-minded, that pushes you towards your goal. Maybe give you a little encouragement now and then and pushes you and lets you know it's possible that you too can do it. But if you, so what I'm saying is you might need to change your group of friends, your surrounding, people you hang out with, right? Because if they're negative, the journey's already rough and you get some of this negativity, keep on telling you you can't or no, it's, it's not for you and things like that, dude, you're going to have to let go, all right? So for some of you, maybe you need to find a new group of friends new group of peers, people to surround with that pushes you and encourage you. And that's why, you know, watching video like this or uh, podcasts and things like that really helps. Now, Nathan, dude, let's, now I'm going to ask you a few questions, man. And then we're going to jump on to uh, the whole detail on your first deal, man. When you started out back in June, Nathan, what were you doing, man? Like driving for a dollar? Uh, like, well, like, what were you doing to find motivated seller? Really and truly, I was, I was just going on Zillow. And uh, I was reaching out to free foreclosures. When I tell you, I didn't even I didn't even have a clue what cold calling was. I was I was actually calling <laughs> I was actually calling the uh, actual homeowner, and I was telling them that hey, I know that you're you know in pre foreclosure. So I was reaching out to help, and man, that didn't go too good. Uh, I had one lady tell me <laughs> she told me uh, I I give it back to the bank before I even let you take my house. Like that. This is real rude of you to call me, knowing that I'm in a situation like this. Like I, I, I had horror stories about the calls that I used to make, but I didn't know. 
Yeah. I just I just didn't know. I just was calling in the blind trying to get a deal. Dude, and you guys, those of you who listen, Nathan just point out <laughs> Nathan just point out <laughs> something really good. Cause I get Nathan, I get people email me, DM me on Instagram, oh, and said, Hey, Kong, if I call pre foreclosure, what should I say? If I call call propate, what should I say? If I call deceased, like well, like like they they're like, what should I say for different circumstances and situations? I say, dude, who wants to pick up the phone and say, hey, you know what? We're, we're from the bill collector and we need you, dude, you're going to hang up. Nobody yeah, wants, you know, just like Nathan just pointed out, nobody wants to be target. Come on, man. So now, Nathan, how do you do it now, bro? Uh, well, I'm not going to lie. The phone is, I would say it's not my strong point. I mean, I can, I can talk to a seller over the phone, but uh, I, I, I mainly don't cold call. Uh, like I say, uh, I I, kinda, I I really know how to talk to them. I mean, I don't I don't have an extra script or anything that I follow. It's just that I I basically just focus on building a rapport and 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 then I kind of find out about the house later on in the conversation, just to make just to make that person comfortable because I I I realize when you call them out of the blue, they don't know you, mm-hmm. so their guard is automatically up. So I just focus on getting their guard down. I mean, if we if we had to talk about the Saints game or something, just to take them, take them in another direction. I mean, that's, that's what I do. Gotcha. So Nathan, man, when you, when, when you first started out, you were call you were cold calling, uh, Zillow a lot. Yeah, I was calling, I was just anything that had pre foreclosure because I, from my understanding, I knew it was a hotter lead than actually going out to like a, uh, like an absentee, which I mean, I believe all of them work, but it's just that with the, with the, uh, pre foreclosure, I just I understood early that they was they were kind of in a uh, big of a rush to sell the property, so I was just reaching out to them first. Gotcha, man. So Nathan, now let's talk about let's talk about your first deal that came from uh, Facebook, man. When did you when did you initially start the Facebook marketing? Uh I would say I started about. Probably about October of last year I started. Um, I I just I just basically just was just thinking outside the box and I said I'm I'm gonna just do an ad on uh, Facebook and see who would uh, respond and I'll just target. Uh, I mean I knew my area, so I just target an area that I knew that was that was kind of hot and uh, I'll just I'll just blast it out and say I'm interested in that area and. Uh, People just start contacting me. Either contact me with a phone number or some kind of some kind of property that they was trying to sell. Okay. Now, uh, Nathan. Well, okay. Well, when you do your your Facebook marketing, man, are are you targeting a zip code, a city, a county? Like, uh, could you break it down for me? Uh, basically, like I said, I what I'll do is I'll just target a certain zip code in my area, and uh. I'll just basically just blast it out that uh, that I'm an investor and uh, that I'm looking for either vacant or, or fixer up a home, and then I'll pay cash for it. And okay. uh, so, usually the con- the conversation is a lot different than when you do a cold call mm-hmm. because obviously if they reach out to you, they're 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 definitely motivated. Got yep correct. Now Nathan, so you target zip code, right? You target hot zip code. And your your Facebook ad is it is it a video or is it pictures? Like what is it? 
It's either uh, I tried to make it catchy. I, I put like a uh, familiar landmark that's probably in that area. So to say if I was targeting a, uh, a house around uh, like the, the Superdome or something like that, a condo, I kind of put a landmark in the picture to show them that I'm actually from the area. So just to kind of catch their attention. Mm. Gotcha, man. And how much how much are you spending per month on uh, uh, on the Facebook ad? Uh, I would say really and truly, and really just my internet bill, because the way that I do it, I I mean I just basically I I just basically blast it out as if I'm listing a property like uh like on marketplace. Yeah. So really, I, it's just at the expense of my internet bill. Uh, okay, so you're not actually running Facebook ad. You're just putting video on your Facebook page. Yes. Uh, and I'm uh, just putting it. I'm just actually putting it on the the like the marketplace platform. Uh, or say, or say like you have a uh, like how you would put like a uh, how they do sort of like the dummy ads on Craigslist. Yeah. To, to attract buyers. Yep. Uh, something similar to that fashion. Gotcha, bro. Okay, because I definitely don't want people to to. You know, uh, it's so good that I, I that we get this clear because people, you know, okay, so you you just run an ad, okay, so it's not an ad, so you just run, you just put a post on your page, mm -hmm. your your personal Facebook page, or is it your business Facebook page? My personal Facebook page. Uh, okay. And I, then you put, I, and then you put another post on the Facebook Marketplace. Yes. Okay. Got it. Okay. So those. So so. Are those just the only two? Yeah, that's just the only two. Uh, the re like I said, the reason being is uh, I already have a target zip code that I want to go to, and if the person reaches out with a phone number, a home address, all I have to do is just go into the messenger and and just basically have a personal conversation with them. Gotcha, man. So basically, you didn't spend any money. Right, basically. Gotcha, man. Okay, so now, bro, now we got that aside. Let's talk about the first deal. So uh, let's talk about the first wholesale deal, man. If you can walk me through it. Okay. Uh, I, like I said, this deal came from Facebook. Uh, the seller girlfriend actually seen my post and uh, she gave me a call and uh, she, she was said, she said basically she didn't, she didn't believe I bought houses. Uh, so she just kind of drilled me, asked me a couple of questions, and uh, I just kind of answered them spot on. Everything that she asked me, I just pretty much knew how to answer it. Uh, then she said that uh, that she'll basically get her boyfriend to, to uh, call me back. So I said, well, what we can do is, I, I mean, I'll call him right now. I mean, it's fine. I, I'll reach out to him myself. So uh, she she gave me his number, and uh, she said, I'll let him know you call because he doesn't call, he doesn't pick up from a, uh, unfamiliar phone number so i let him know that you're gonna call so uh i actually called him from a google voice number and he didn't recognize the number that she told him i, I called from so my phone had some kind of way my phone died so i called him again he actually picked up and he said uh yeah he just sounded real hesitant and uh he said you got it by houses i was like yes uh i'm i'm definitely interested um so Basically, when I got him on the phone and we talked a little while, and I got an idea what the uh, what the property, what the specs of the property, how many bedrooms, how many baths, and everything, I just I just kind of knew from him explaining the situation that it, 
it, it was a deal. Uh, I basically set up the appointment to go meet him face to face. I just kind of got that from from T Rob, like kind of go out, go go, you know, go go to the appointment. Just make sure that you go out in person and show yourself. So uh, I went out. Uh, we we walked around. He, I just told him when I got there, I shook his hand and everything, and uh, I told him just give me a tour of the property. So we walked around, and as we walked around, I mean, I did a lot of appointments before this one. Just looking at the place, I was like, man, it this place don't really need any work. Like you can move somebody right right on in. It's it's, it's probably rental ready. I mean, he had carpet in there that, that looked like he never stepped on it. Uh, so we, I mean, we just kind of walked around and I looked at the place and we get to the backyard of the house and he actually built the, uh, a garage with an apartment on top with two bedrooms and a uh, bathroom. So I said, well, I know that will probably be attractive to somebody who, who wants it because it's extra bedrooms. Uh, so, I mean, after we kind of walked around, he kind of explained the situation. Uh, his wife had passed. He had been holding on to the property uh, since his wife had uh, passed away from cancer. And uh, that he actually had another home that he was staying in. And he was kind of paying for the home that he was currently staying in. And he was paying for this vacant home. Uh, and he just told me that he was just, it was just time for him to sell. He was just ready to sell. And uh, when we, I mean, basically when he told me that, I mean, I had all my paperwork and did my due diligence already on the neighborhood and, and ran comps and everything. Thanks, thanks to prop screen. All I did was just print out everything from prop screen. And uh, I just had it laid out for him. And he kind of gave me a number over the phone already, what he kind of wanted. He was like, uh, he basically just told me, um, I, I want, uh, want 80,000 for it. So when he told me that, I just took the uh, I took the comps and everything off a of prop screen, and uh, I printed out the uh, report that they'll give you off a of prop screen, and I just highlighted all the homes that was in the same price range as what he was asking for, and that way so I could just negotiate with him and uh, kind of show him what a house, uh, what houses look like in that area that cost that much. And uh, as we, like I said, as we went to negotiating that he showed me a property, um, I mean, we just we just sat down and kind of like just negotiated the, the price that he wanted. Gotcha, man. So, um, okay, so Nathan, you, you call, talk to the seller. Um, how long has the property been vacant for? It's vacant, right? Yeah, it's vacant. Um, he told me that the property had been vacant for two years. Wow. Gotcha. So it been vacant for two years. So he started out asking eighty thousand for the property. Now, yeah. what's the what's the property ARV? Uh, the ARV was uh, one thirty four. Okay, one thirty four. For those of you who don't know what ARV is, it means after repair value. So after the the property is fixed up and put in perfect condition, what it's actually worth. So it's worth one thirty four. And uh, what do you end up uh, got under contract for? I uh, got him under contract at at the time that I, that I negotiated because I had to go back and renegotiate. Uh, I locked him up that, uh, but I didn't lock him up that actual day too. So he he counted and told me that he had some other guys that was going to come look at it, and that he uh that he'll give me a call that Monday. I went seeing it on a Wednesday, and he told me that he'll give me a call that Monday. 
And uh, like I said, I had I had my, my partner. I reached out to him and I told him exactly what he told me because he had closed deals before. And uh, I basically reached out to him and he said, man, I mean, you, I mean, what did you tell him after he tell you that? And I was like, well, I, I figure I'll just let the, I give him time to show the place because he was real adamant about showing it to the next, the next buyer, whoever was coming over. But he didn't seem too sure. So, I, I mean, I just let him do it. And uh, he, I talked to him on a Sunday night, my partner, I talked to him on a Sunday night. He said, man, no, we're not going to waste no more time with this. We're going to call this guy right now. So we called him on three-way, and uh, he answered the phone. He was like, hey, man, we, you know, we were serious, we were serious about the, the appointment when we came out. We were serious about the house. Uh, I mean, what what's holding you back? We were just asking him questions. And he was like, oh, nothing. He was like, well, look, we, we can lock it up. We can basically lock it up for this price. Yes, just make the deal now. And he just – Agreed to the price, and I want to. I locked him up four days later at uh seventy five thousand. Okay, hold on a second. Seventy seventy four. Seventy five. Seventy five. I'm sorry. So seventy five k. Hold on a second. Now I want to break this down, Nathan. <clears throat> when you're out there with the seller, and you and the seller's asking eighty thousand. Did you? Did you mention a number at all, or did you did you just let him go ahead and show the property to the next buyer? Like, what's going on when you were there? Well, when he when he told me that he wanted eighty thousand, like I said, I had the I had the comps and everything in my hand. Mm -hmm. I knew that that number wouldn't work. Okay. For the numbers, for the spread. So what I did was I did repeat a number to him. I told him that uh that eighty would be too high. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I told him I said I'm I'm more in the range of uh. I'm more in the range of 68. And uh, when I told him 68, he kind of he kind of just looked. He didn't really give me any any pushback. I mean, he was a pretty easygoing easygoing guy. Uh, mm -hmm. He didn't really give me any pushback. He just kind of thought about it. So then I asked him. I said, "Well, let me ask you something. Um, where did you get 80 from?" And he told me. He said, "Oh, I just made it up." And I said, oh, "Okay." So when he told me that. I knew. I, I mean, I knew that we were we were kind of close. Okay. Uh, and I mean, mainly that that was it. When when I counted, that's when he told me that he wanted to show it to whoever else was coming because he had an appointment right after me. Oh, gotcha. So he already had an appointment set up right after you. Right. Okay. That, that's what he. That's what he. That's what he claimed. Okay, got that it. He, got it. So now, when you go back, Nathan, how long did how long did was it did, was it the next day or two days later that you called back with your partner? Uh, I called back. We called back, like, uh, I would say four days later. Four days later. Okay, four days yeah. later, you called back, and your partner got on the phone with the seller. And what, what's the question that he, he asked the seller? Uh, he just mainly actually, you know, he just introduced himself and told him that he was my partner, and then he, he basically told him, he said, you know, we came out, we looked at everything, we gave you an offer. I mean, to show you that we was really serious about the property. I mean, I mean, what's holding, basically, what's holding you back now? Like, we're serious, we're ready to make a move now. And he just kind of like, see, he just said, ah, uh, okay, well, we can, we can get something done. I, I mean, uh, I can, I can agree to the, to the seventy-five thousand because we just, he kind of just counted over the phone. Uh, because we told him we made him an offer to 68, and he just said that it wouldn't work. 
So that's uh that's when we just kind of kind of with him over the phone, and uh, we got it locked up at seventy five. Got it. <clears throat> so your partner basically asked him, "So what is holding you back?" And the mm-hmm. seller kind of pondered and said, "Well, he he wanted seventy five thousand." Right. Gotcha. Now, is there a mortgage on this property, man? No, it was free and clear. Nice. Okay, so it's free and clear. Got it. And uh, you mentioned that the property doesn't need any work, like no work at all. At the at the bare at the bare minimum, I, I would say it needed eight eight thousand dollars worth of work, and that was only because it had uh the kitchen may have needed to be updated for us, like countertops, but the place was really it. it it was like it, it really wasn't bad. It really wasn't bad. If you wanted to just maybe change the carpet and kind of change that uh the wood paneling, it was kind of like halfway up the wall. If you wanted to yeah. change something like that, but other than that, I mean his his carpet was in good shape. He didn't have any roof leaks. I mean the place was was pretty in pretty good shape. Gotcha. So Nathan, you're saying roughly the 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 roughly the estimated rehab is about eight thousand. With the mm-hmm. eight thousand you mentioned, it just so the kitchen countertop just need to be switched to granite. Maybe granite, something like that. Gotcha. But it it wasn't like heavily outdated or anything like that. It's just nobody was there. And I I actually found out the uh the actual repair value from the actual uh the buyer that bought the place. He kind of mentioned it that it was only going to take him about ten thousand dollars to get it to where he wanted it to be. Oh, hold on a second. <clears throat> now. This buyer, and I'm going to ask you how you found the buyer, but this buyer here said about $10,000 going to take him to fix up the property. Is he planning to rent it or, or flip it? Uh, he's going to, he's, he's probably, he most likely he's going to rent it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why I actually seen him pitch the deal. I actually, I actually seen him pitch the deal. Okay. Gotcha, man. So he's going to rent the property and how much can you get? How much can you get in rent? Uh, I would say about thirteen fifty. And that's not even including that back apartment section that I told you that the the other guy had built. Uh huh. The two bedrooms that was uh that was separate from the actual house. It was like a two bedroom apartment that the uh, that the former owner had uh that had built. Got you, man. So just the house itself. Okay, how many bedroom and bathrooms uh does the house have? Uh, three bedrooms, two baths. Okay, uh, square footage. Uh, square footage was uh, thirteen hundred. Okay, A, B, C, D neighborhood. Like, what kind of neighborhood is it? Uh, I would say about a C neighborhood. Okay, so it's a C neighborhood. Thirteen hundred bucks. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, thirteen hundred square feet. And okay, so now when you mentioned the eight thousand, that is just for the house. How about the apartment? How much is it gonna take to fix up the apartment? Now that part of that that section was kind of outdated. They had blue carpet in it. Uh, I mean, I, he didn't actually, I didn't actually get a rough estimate on how much it was going to take him to fix that, that particular section up. But I mean, just, I mean, just off my eyes, it probably would have, it probably would have been another, another three, three to four grand. Okay, man. How many bedroom and bathroom? Uh, in the, in the apartment section, in the, the separate one, uh, it was, uh, two, two bedrooms, uh, one bath. Got it. Uh, square footage. Uh, I didn't have. I don't have the specs on it. Like I said, it was just something that he just built on top of a garage in it. Okay. And it just caught the attention of the buyer. He was just interested in it. Sure, sure, man. So, dude, so two bedroom, one bath. I would say probably 
you know, seven to eight hundred, like small. I'm just saying, yeah, seven to eight hundred. Okay. So now, Nathan, when you say fix up, you're looking at this property as if it was fixed up just as a rental grade, or are you talking about the house is pretty nice already? Just do a couple of things where it can actually turn into a flip property. Uh, it, I mean, it was actually nice. The most it needed, it was a, a brick. It was a brick property. Okay. Um, I mean, he kept it up pretty good because he always he said he went every weekend and cut the grass and stuff like that. I mean, the most that I seen. Hmm? Okay, so Nathan, let me ask you next one. Next question, man. Um, I want to know is the bathroom, the bathroom, man. It does it have tile surround or, or or what? It was uh, it was it was, it was tile. It was tile in both of the bathrooms. Okay, gotcha, man. Now in this neighborhood, sit. In this neighborhood, man, are there houses selling for where it's like where it's it's completely rehab, where it has granite, like nice, like like when you look at it, it's almost like new construction. No, I didn't see anything in the area like that. Mm, gotcha. It was, man. it was mainly either to me, it was like either homeowners, it was a mixture of homeowners and rentals. Right. Okay. But everything that is recently sold are are, are pretty much just just standard, just kind of a, a standard rehab. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't nothing that was like new construction or anything in the neighborhood. No, I mean like. I mean like when you look at it, it's like new flooring, new paint, new windows, kitchen is great. Like 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 were were anything like that sold in the area? No, no, nothing. Nothing did. Got it. No. You guys, the reason why I asked Nathan these questions, cause cause you gotta understand, you gotta understand your market, right? It's very very important. You gotta understand your market because. When you look at a rehab on a three bedroom, two bath, update kitchen, new flooring, like to get it to like all the, with all the bell and whistle, like top notch, like really nice, 8,000 is not gonna do it. That's, that's all I'm saying. So when a buyer look at this, they're like, well, you know what? I gotta put probably 20 some thousand. If the house in decent condition, bathroom probably needs to be new paint, new flooring, like freshen up, I, it, it, three bedroom, two bath, 1,300 square feet. I think it gotta be at least a 20K at least rehab, but this, 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 um, this buyer is looking at this piece of property, not to flip it, but to actually rent it out. Now, how much do you think that we can rent the two bedroom, one bath out for bro? Uh, in that, in that particular area, I would say probably about four to $500. Wow. Okay. So let's just say four. Okay. Just say four, 400 bucks, man, a C neighborhood. So the total rent that this buyer can possibly get, uh, okay, so we got a 13. Okay, so we got a 1350. And hold on a second, man. Because you people, you got to understand your market and you got to understand your buyers. So total rent comes to about 1750. Okay, now let here's the next questions is Nathan, let's get into how do you find your buyer first, man? So how do you find this buyer? Okay, so it, it's so crazy how I found the buyer because I found the buyer. Uh, when I did the appointment, I actually found I actually found the buyer a week before, and I had I had like I said my inner circle had been telling me go to a real meeting, go to a real meeting, just go, and I kept brushing it off, tired from running the truck all day, and finally I just said, man, I'm going to a real meeting, and my very first real meeting is where I met the buyer, and the buyer actually uh, was with the group. I'm not I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, Home Investors. Uh, they have like the the caveman logo, but they actually do uh, wholesale as well too. But they're just a big, a big company. 
Mm. And uh, I was kind of hesitant at first when the guy gave me his card and uh, he told me that he buy a house. I was like, well, y'all, y'all group wholesale. And he's like, no, no, no. He said, you're not listening to me. He said, I work, I work for home investors, but I actually buy property on my own. And I said, oh, okay. So I took his card. I mean, I put it in my wallet like the rest of the cards. And then uh, one thing he did tell me when he gave me the card was that uh, he told me that he buys because this property was about 30 minutes outside of New Orleans. So he told me that he buys from that particular area past Baton Rouge. And when I thought about it, I had already told my partner, we talked about it. I was like, man, I think we got to buy you from, uh, from, for that area. And he said, well, let's just get this guy a call. So he actually gave him a guy a call and, uh, he showed him, I took videos. I, I didn't actually take pictures of the property. I, I actually did a video walkthrough and posted it on YouTube. And I shared the link with my partner. My partner sent it to the buyer. And when he sent it to him, he told me that he was interested. Gotcha. Now, Nathan, how? so you guys lock it up under for 75. Mm -hmm. How much did you send it out to your buyer for? Uh, I believe that we, we sent it out for 89. Okay. You sent it out for 89. Okay. And, um, okay. So you found this buyer from the RIA. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me what happened after that. He went out and walked the property, and what happened? Uh, went out, uh, walked the property. Uh, I actually was kind of nervous because he he showed up a little late, <laughs> so he got started uh, stuck in traffic. Yeah. I just was like, I, I was like, man, is this guy even gonna show up? Yeah. And then the seller was kind of like, because I, I I explained to him every time I go to uh, a seller and try to buy a house and lock it up on the property, I always tell him my partners. And I'm yep. working with, you know, I'm working with my partner. And he said, man, how you make it, you know, how you make it before your partner and stuff like that, just random questions. And I was like, oh, he, he on the way, he's just fucking traffic or whatever. But, uh, I mean, when he finally got there, we just, he just kind of walked around, pulled out measuring tape. And, and that's when I, when he pulled that out, like I said, I, I had a couple of appointments before. And when he started doing all that stuff, measuring and everything, I was like, yeah, this might be the one that, that's going to finally go through. Cause he was just real serious about the process and uh he kind of just walked i let him walk the property by himself as i was talking to the uh the actual homeowner mm -hmm. and when he came back he just he just told me he said i'll give you a call mm -hmm. and uh when he left the property he actually called my partner and him and my partner actually talked about it okay and what happened uh that's when he uh counted he said he couldn't do the 89 Okay. That he can do uh that he can do eighty three. Eighty three. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then and then okay, and then talk to me. What happened after that? Uh when he said he can do eighty three, me and my partner we talked about it. Uh I mean he, he responded so fast and it was just like Well, we got the we got the uh we got the actual seller at seventy five. I was like, Man, this'll be my first one. I wanna, I, I gotta get that. I gotta get at least ten. I gotta get at least ten. I said I can't. I don't wanna settle for nothing under that. So he was like, "Well, what you think we should do?" I said, "I'm gonna call him back." I called the seller back, and uh, I just told him that we're gonna uh, tell him that we found some flaws in the back apartment mm. because originally we couldn't get into it. Uh, mm. It was like kind of boarded up. Mm. But when the home investor came to to actually look at it, the actual buyer. He opened it up. He had a drill gun and everything, and he got in there. So I just used that as leverage. Sure. Because we, 
because I, I originally didn't even get into that place. When I went and inspected it myself on the appointment, mm. I couldn't get in. So I just used the lever. I said, well, look, it's going to take us some money to kind of fix that bag apartment. I originally didn't see it. Uh, we're going to have to kind of renegotiate this, uh, the, the price that I offered you. And he, he just kind of hesitated on the phone. And he was, he said, uh, let me think about it. And, and I heard, I, I heard, I hear all the time from all, all the pros like yourself. <laughs> like if you let them get off that phone, you may not hear from them again. So I just stopped him in his tracks and I said, I'll tell you what, because I offered him, uh, I offered him 70 K because I already offered him 75. So I told him I'd give him 70 and he just said, I right, let me think about it. I said, I know if I let this guy off the phone, he may run. So I said, well, look, I'll tell you what, I mean, you seem confused about it. Just meet me halfway. And when I said that, he just automatically agreed to it. So I, I renegotiated from the 75 to, uh, uh, to 72.5. Gotcha. Got it. And then got, okay. Got it. And then that's where you got the, uh, 11K. Right. Got it. Okay. So Nathan, first of all, man, I want to say congrats for getting it done. Bravo. After a long year, over a year period, you got it done, bro. You put in the grind, you put in the hustle, you pay the price. Good job for you, man, for sticking with it. Now, my question to you is, so this buyer will buy the property for 83. So let's just say after all the closing costs, just round it up. He'll be at 85. He said that's going to cost him about 10. So he'll be all in at 95. Let's just say 95K. My question for you, Nathan, is in this area, if I, if I buy a property that is 95 for 95,000, what kind of rent can I, what kind of rent do I get? It depends. Like I, like I told you, it's a, a unique situation with that apartment in the back. And like I told you no, earlier. Okay, uh, so, so now, Nathan, let's not worry about the apartment, man. Let's just talk mm -hmm. about the house. So if, for example, if I go in your market right now, if I buy, if I say, hey, Nathan, I, I want to buy a rent, a rent ready to go, like a turnkey property ready to go, like how much do I need to pay to to buy a property that I can rent for thirteen hundred bucks a month. Nathan, you there, bro? All right, Nathan Internet. It's not my internet, you guys. Trust me, it's not my internet. So comment in below and let me know if it's Nathan or is it mine. But I promise you it's not mine. I don't think it's my internet. But the reason why I asked Nathan, uh, I'm gonna wait until Nathan try to get on here. Um I, I don't even know if he's gonna be able to get on or not, but the reason why I asked Nathan this question, oh, he's out. So he's going to try to lock back in, hopefully. The reason why I asked Nathan this question, you guys, is because you need to understand your buyers. You need to understand your market. Because a lot of time, landlord will pay you more than a flipper, depending on the deal and how it works out. Because, for example, let me tell you something. Now, I was going to ask Nathan is, how, what other source did he send the deal out to? Or was he just go straight to this one buyer? You know, because if he just go to this one buyer, then what, then maybe he's cutting himself short. Okay. And the reason why I ask him is that, Hey, if I go into your market right now, for example, if you go into my market right now, for example, so my market is a 1% rules market. So which means if you go in my market right now and you say, Kong, 
I have a hundred thousand, you know, if I like, for example, if I have a hundred thousand dollars, if you buy a three bedroom, two bath, uh, with, okay, let's just say if you buy a hundred thousand dollars in my market right now, there's no, this super hard for you to get a thousand bucks back in rent. So that's a 1% rule. So if you buy a property for a hundred thousand, you're all in a hundred thousand. Most investor, like the savvy one, their goal is to get back. Uh, like it, the rent is to be a thousand. If the property's worth two hundred thousand, or I'm sorry, if they buy two hundred thousand, it needs to be two thousand bucks in rent. In my market, most landlord, if they put up a hundred thousand, dude, they will be super pumped if they can get. Uh, I would just say eight fifty. If they get eight hundred and fifty bucks back in rent, they would buy that thing. Like like there are landlord that if they're all in at a hundred thousand, if the property can rent for eight fifty, they'll buy it. So what I'm saying to Nathan is that if, if so this buyer is all in at 95,000, but he's getting 1,350 in rent plus not talking even for the 400 bucks. I'm just saying there might be a buyer that would be like, hey, dude, like this property on the market for 120, they, if they buy for a hundred, let's just even say a hundred thousand. Okay, let's just say even a hundred thousand and they can get that kind of in rent, maybe they're a landlord that will buy this thing all day long at that price. It won't work for a flipper because they have to get a 30% or 25% discount. So let me do the math for you. So you guys understand. So 134 minus 30%, right? So which means they gotta be all, they gotta be all in at 93,000. So minus 10 in rehab, they gotta be at 83. And that's why this buyer is buying at 83,000. Okay, so this buyer got a 30% discount, plus he also got a, a really good rent rate. Nathan, are you there, bro? Nathan, you Yeah. Uh, okay, man. Yeah, I, you can hear me? Yep, yep, man. I just got a couple questions to ask you so we can wrap this up, man. So how – so um, this buyer here, man yep. – I mean, where else, where else did you send the deal out to? Or, or was this the only buyer that you work with? Uh, this was the only one. Okay, my question is that, did, did you send the deal out to like any other source, any other places? Like, did, did, did you have any other buyers? Hello? All right. As you guys can hear that Nathan said this is the only buyers that he works with. So maybe he's not sending it out to, he hasn't been building up his cash buyer list, or maybe he hasn't marketed the deal good enough. Nathan, my question for you is, dude, did you market the deal or did you just bring it to this one buyer? Uh, I just, I just, I just basically screened it out to this one buyer. Like I said, once we uh, sent the video out, yeah, this, uh, this guy was like, Hey, let me, let me check it out. Gotcha. Okay. So, so, so Nathan, you, you, okay, Nathan, do you have like a, a cash buyer list or, 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 or I guess what I'm asking is, did you market and send this deal out like to blast it out to everyone or put it in all the marketplace that you can, or did you just bring it to this one specific buyer? I just bring it to this one specific buyer once, like I said, once I, uh, once I knew, thought about the area, and mm. when that guy told me that he was a buyer, I just sent it to him first. Got I didn't, I didn't have a, a official list. 
Got it, got it. See that, you guys? See that? Come on, man, dude. I've been doing this for freaking nine years, man. What, what, what? When I sense something, I know what is going on here, man. So, Nathan, let me tell you something, man. The next question before I jump to conclusion, let me ask you another question, man. If I go into your market, if I want, if I, if, if I was going to, if I want to get 1350 if I was going to, let's just round it. If I'm going to get 1300 bucks in rent on a rental property, how much do I normally have to pay for a property to get that kind of, uh, to get that kind of rent? Cool. Just buying out, just buying it out. All right. Yeah, man. So, it, so for example, if I, if I go to, if I go to your market right now, man, if I said, Hey, uh, if I go to your market right now, man, if I said, Nathan, uh, dude, um, if, if I, if, if, like if, if I, if I'm seeking for a property that I can get 1300 bucks in rent, how much do I normally pay for a turnkey ready to go? Oh, uh, a hundred thousand, 150. Probably about, probably from 180 to about 200, 200,000. 180 to 200,000. Mm -hmm. So Nathan, you're saying that if, if I want to get 1300 bucks in rent, that if, if, if I buy stuff on the market with $180,000, so if, if I go and I say, Hey, you, you're saying that I have to get that kind of rent, I'll have to be buying a house that's worth 180 to get that kind of rent. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, my area kind of changed at the, uh, at the, uh, at the Katrina, a gotcha. lot of, a lot of things, a lot of uh, housing right. stuff going up through the flood insurance. Gotcha. Gotcha. I hear you, Nathan. Okay, Nathan, on this deal, bro, on this deal here, I'm just saying, bro, for the future, you might be cutting yourself short. Okay, dude, you, you can probably make more on this deal. I don't know, right? Maybe it's a, it's a good price for, uh, it's a good price for it. Maybe, maybe it might not. Like, I don't know, but based on the information you give me, bro, you might be cutting yourself short because if, because this property is all rent. Like it just needs a little bit of cleaning based on what you're saying. It just need based on some cleaning. They can, it, the house itself can get 1350 in rent plus a 400 bucks in rent on the apartment. You're not talking about, and that is the total for 17. Let's just round it. 1700 bucks in rent total that you can get. So I'm saying bro, with the 1700 bucks in rent, maybe there's some landlord buyer that will pay you a hundred, 120, 130K for this deal, bro. So what it is is Nathan, you, you go go ahead, man. I'm sorry, I have that stutter problem. Uh, uh, no, I was just gonna tell you that part that uh, that like I said, I met him at the real meeting, and uh, at every real meeting they let you present your deal. Mm. And this guy, once he once this particular buyer acquired the property from me, I didn't even think about it until he said it. Uh, there's this area where I bought, uh, where this particular home is, is uh, that they have a lot of plants in the area, like chemical plants. So what he did was he pitched it at the real meeting, and he said anyone that's looking for a rental, it'll be real attractive for uh, plant workers in the area. And uh, I also have an apartment in the back. I, I didn't even think that far about it, that the plants are like directly down the street from this actual house. So that's how he pitched it, as if it it it'll make a good uh 
it'll make a good rental for plant workers if you want to move plant workers in. Okay, so so he pitched it after after he bought it from you, or? Uh-huh. That he bought it. Okay, so okay, so after he bought it, he fixed it, and then he went back to the RIA to pitch it to see if anybody wants to rent there or or anybody wants to buy this rental. All right, dude. Now I know how you guys feel. Nathan, you're, Nathan, you're, you're, your internet is killing me, man. So, dude, uh, we probably don't have time, Nathan. Your internet is killing me, man. What's that? Okay. So, so okay, Nathan. So, one last question, man. The buyer bought it from you, came back and pitched it at the pitch it at the RIA, and uh, he pitched it to to find a, a renter or he pitched it to, to sell the deal? Oh my God. Oh my goodness, Nathan, you're killing right, me, dude. To find a renter. Oh, okay. To find the renter. Okay. Got it, man. So he's going to keep it as uh long-term. All right. So the thing is, Nathan, um, the, the, the only tips that I can share with you and everyone that's listening, you need to build your, up your cash buyer list, man. You need to hustle. Build up your cash buyer list. You do not want to depend on one person, man. You do not want to depend on one person. There's so many different buyers out there that are probably going to pay you, dude. Like on this deal here, based on the information you give me, man, you can probably sell the deal for at least 100K, bro. At least. I'm just saying, I don't know your market. I, I don't know what, what, what uh, rental property goes for and what people would pay for it. But that is something for you to figure out, man. Because once you know your market, once you know your buyer, I promise you, you'll be able to make more on the spread than what you than if you don't know, right? Because now you understand your market. You understand what buy, people are buying for, how much people are willing to pay. That understand your market, you know, you know what things are going for. Dude, it's going to help you. When I first started, I don't know. I left a lot of money on the table. Obviously, you know, we don't want to squeeze everything out, right? We don't want to squeeze everything. We want our end buyers to make sure that there's some a meat on the bone. I understand that. But what I'm saying to you is that you need to do your own job, right? You need to do your thing to make sure that you can get the best that you can for your, right, for your own business, man. So for those of you listening, build, build up your cash buyer list, understand your market, understand your buyer, and I promise you, man, you'll be able to get more out of your deal than whatever it is that right now. So Nathan, man, we're just going to wrap it up because we're running out of time, man. What are some tips? What are some tips, feedback, inspiration, motive? What are some last words that you want to tell the audience, bro, that are trying to get their first deal? I would say get out of your own way. Uh, just when you think that it can't happen, it, it's usually right there. You're usually so close to it. Just don't quit. Just don't quit. Yeah. Don't quit. You're too legit to quit. <laughs> so, Nathan, <laughs> how do people, uh, how do people uh, connect with you, dude? Uh, I have a, uh, I have Facebook and uh, Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, I'm uh, The Wilson, T-H-A-A, Wilson, 504, uh, on Facebook. I'm under uh, Nathaniel Wilson. Got it. 
Nathan, if you don't mind, man, if you can shoot me over a uh, an email or uh, or DM me that on Instagram so I can add it into the descriptions. Um, those of you guys that are listening, I hope you find a lot of value out of this. If you want me to, you know, next time ask another some other questions or, or something like that, any tips or any feedback that I can help improve these kind of interview, comment it below. Um, also, you you haven't followed me on Instagram, hit me up on IG. Go to Kong K H A N G dot like a period W T M. I am. I'll be in Las Vegas, November eighth and November 9th. I'll be speaking at T Rob. Tony, a.k.a. The Closer event. There's not just going to be me, but 19 other power player that's going to also be on stage as well. I mean, some of these guys and gals are making half a million to a million a month, all right? And um, so the goal, so the whole event, this is how it's going to go down. It's start, build, scale, and then brand. Start your business. They're going to show you how to build your business, how to scale your business, and then how to brand your business and make more money. Anyways, you guys, for those of you who are having trouble talking to seller, negotiating, if you're having, like, if you're not a good negotiator, you don't have to talk to seller, control the phone, dominate the calls. You don't have to handle the rebuttal. You don't know how to handle all the seller objections. Check out my King Kong seller script. The link is right below. I promise you, it is the best investment that you ever make. Because I'll show you how to talk to them, how to overcome the objections. Like, I want to think about it. You know, things like that. So you can convert more leads into actual deals and lock more property up on the contract. But the nice thing about the King Kong script is that I'll show you how to lock the deal up on the contract all over the phone. So if you don't want to go meet the seller, you don't have to. If you want to go meet the seller, it's same questions, same, same, same rebuttal, same objections, all right? So, and for those of you that are cold calling, I don't care if you're cold calling, door knocking, whatever the case may be, as long as you're talking to seller, I'll show you how to dominate it, okay? And when you are, just like um, Nathan said, when you cold calling somebody, it's, dude, cold calling is tough. Your pitch should be, hi, my name is, uh, you know, hi, my name is Nathan. I'm with whatever company it is. We're looking to buy some properties in the area for cash. Do you have a house or a property you're interested in selling? And then, like Nathan said, you build up the rapport and then you let them open up and let you know what the situation is, all right? But you want to make the call like it's genetic call. Like you don't know they're in a situation, all right? And then build the rapport and let them open up to you. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Nathan, take care, man. And thank you so much for your time, bro. Ciao.